Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Uh, a really good PA productive action for me is to probably write one down because I have intentionally not written down a purpose statement for like, shoot, almost two years now. Like, I don't yeah, have one. So your next step is just like, just, just write, just do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of my coaches always says like, one of his mantras is like, progress over perfection. So it's like progress is just taking a stab at it. Does it mean it's perfect? No. But when are things ever perfect? Rarely, if ever. Never. Actually, I know the answer to that one. Never. Yeah. So progress over perfection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So WIP worldview identity principles, first three, the last three PPP passion purpose, and you alluded to it, but the last P is process process. And this is simple, but this is really important. Process is just our, our daily, weekly, monthly productive actions. Um, if, if we, if we just write down our worldview and write down our identity and write down our principles and write down our passion, write down our purpose and don't act on it and don't move towards it and don't actually go out in the world and play and practice and work at this and take what we wrote down and try to put it in action. If we don't do an act, then all of this is really just an exercise in futility. It's all kind of a waste of time. Um, so process really alludes to the work that we then do. Um, we, we actually practice these things in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the practice part of those, of that, of the first five. Yes. Yes. This is our, you know, after every conversation or after every meeting or after every reflection, there's something we're going to do about it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And some of that might be just writing or might be taking time to reflect, or I'm going to go on a walk and think, or I'm going to go have that conversation, but we don't grow by just thinking. We grow by doing as well. We have to act. We have to do, we have to move. Yeah. It's the really simple analogy. I can think out and plan out a really good workout regimen. Like I'm going to do <laughs> like, I mean, I bet it'll be the best plan written best out. Plan. Like if I do this, I'm but good if I don't too. do it, like, what is the, like, okay. Like I know what to do. Like, it's good to plan. Cause if it's just like, I I'm can read out. great books on diets, you know, mm, yeah. read great. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything. If, yeah. If I keep eating, you know, a whole pizza at a time. A whole Donato's Hawaiian pizza by myself. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. If you read the diet book and then eat the whole pizza, it doesn't like, just because you read the book doesn't mean that you're going to get the results that you're after. You have to actually do something. Yeah. So the really cool thing about productive actions is they're specific and time stamped. And it helps chip away at those things. So if we're going to keep rolling with this analogy, if the plan is like, I want to have a really good workout regimen. All right. Well, writing one down, if your workout regimen is like, I'm going to work out three hours every day. Do you have that time? Probably not. So like, if you worked out in the past decade, if the answer is no, you're not going to be able to do three hours. So like, that's why mine started off as 15 minutes, six days a week and build, build up to it. And I've been able to do that because I, thought about it instead of being like a jerk to myself 
and saying like, I'm like, I'm, I'm trash. I should really get back into shape. So I'm going to do this really unrealistic thing and take time away from the things that I've already committed to. So that productive action was what is it? Identify what's a realistic amount of time. What's a baby step, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's so progress? that's the next one. But then also another productive action that I give myself is I'm going to put out what I have to wear every morning for that workout. So I have one less excuse when I wake up. I hate waking up. It's the worst thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but it's one less excuse. Like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. Oh, good. I'll sleep. So putting those things out next to the bed. So I see it. And I remember like, this is something I want to do. And it helps. I'm not, again, not perfect. I don't do it every single time I want to the way I want to, but that's what the plan does. It makes it easier to do. So I think, you know, yeah, so there's a lot here and there's a lot I even want to say about, about productive actions, but for the sake of time, I think there's just three takeaways. Um, and again, in summary, right, we're talking about this, this feeling that a lot of us get where we just feel stuck. We feel like there's, there's not congruence or unity internally. And we feel, we feel out of sorts. We feel stuck. We oftentimes we can't really articulate it, but there's just kind of a base discontentment within us. And a lot of times that has to do with not having a strong, we, we, you know, we would say it's a weak core and having a strong core is the practice of growing clarity around our worldview, our identity, our principles, our passion, our purpose, and, and the process, which is productive action. Um, and, and to sum all that up, I think a lot of the work that we have to do in this is is the contemplative disciplines that we talk about on this podcast a lot because a lot of this is done in reflection and prayer and writing. You know, if, if you're, if, yeah, if you're a Christian, like it's, it's, it's in prayer, it's talking to God, it's working this stuff out in that way. Like obviously irreligious people do this as well. Um, maybe without the prayer part and without seeking God, but like it's, it's this, this, this work is, is by definition reflective and, and it takes, you got to write these things down or type these things out. Like we have to take the time to, to reflect and to, and to process and to get quiet. Yeah. And those contemplative things was just four. it's real easy. So if you haven't heard of them, it's contemplative prayer, contemplative scripture reading, the Bible, contemplative scripture reading, silence and solitude. And I think we did a podcast on that. So if you, if you want to hear more on that, you can, you can, referenced um the the feed of the different yeah conversations that you and i've had so three takeaways when we think about core is the first thing is this all of this work like to try to sum up there's more than these three but just the reasons why this is important and the first one is we have to make the unconscious conscious and that might sound really again esoteric and mystical but what i'm trying to say is like in other words there are beliefs there are beliefs that we have that are driving us um, whether whether we realize it or not, um, because every decision we make is based on a worldview. It's based on a belief. When we don't call that person, when we do go to do that thing, when we do that, when we act out in that behavior that we said we didn't, we weren't going to do, like everything we do at some level is based on our worldview, is based on our core, and so we have to make the unconscious conscious. We have to right we have to reflect we have to clarify the the beliefs and the identities and all those things we already mentioned 
we have to clarify those so that we know what it is that's driving us. And that we, and I like what you said earlier, Austin, I think we have to start, you have to start being, it's more of a discovery at first. Like you might write out, you might write out beliefs that you notice that you don't actually want to be there, but they are there. It's telling the truth. It's telling the truth to yourself. We got to kind of tell the truth. Like what are the beliefs that are operating or what are the identity statements or what are the principles that I'm living from that, that. I may write down and be like, man, I want to change that. Well, f- well, in order to change it, you first have to clarify what is actually there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that is exactly how I found that an old belief statement or an old principle was, I will make people happy. I will always make people happy. I will not do anything that upsets people. Like that's, I can't control that. So that's, that's the discovery part where it's just like, well, what's the opposite of that? Like, how do I, how do I go through life and realize that like, I will be kind. That's, that's a lot more realistic and doable. And it's something that, that kind of, it fits the same. It's like a cousin to happiness, but it's a better, healthier one where it's like, I will be kind. And then I will expect people and I will hold people accountable to be kind to me, which is very different. I would say the opposite of saying, I will make people always happy. No, it's, I will be kind and I will, I will hold people accountable to treat me with kindness. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part six in our conversation. We'll see you then.